This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. All right, everybody, guys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the SmackDown Review right here on the WWE Podcast. As always, I'm one of the hosts here, Michael Ritter. You can find me on Twitter at Michael5Ritter and on Instagram at MichaelRitter5. Also the host of the Football Function Podcast, available on all of your podcasting platforms. Joining me on today's episode, John Carrasco at Big Speaker on Twitter. That's B-I-G-G underscore speaker. John, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. Definitely feeling a lot better than yesterday, you know, pertaining to our little yeah. mix-up that we got right now. And, we, you know, we do apologize. You know, this isn't something that we're normally trying to do. It was just a, a long week, long week yeah. of work. It, it really was. Like, just for example, um, typically our work weeks aren't that out of the ordinary. You know, they're usually like the high 40s, like from 43 to 48 hours or something like that. You know, nothing too mm-hmm. crazy. There are definitely people out there who work a lot more hours than we do. But this week in particular, number one, like at our job, like we're working outside 99% of the time. Like we're very rarely inside and we're in Texas, obviously. So we had some triple figures days, you know, there was 102, 101. There were some pretty hot days and me and John have a crew, just me and him. So we're having to do quite a bit of stuff. And this week kind of just caught up with us a little bit. I guess we got off like it. 7 o'clock last night, which is right whenever SmackDown starts here, 7 o'clock Central. And just a little bit of a disclaimer, I am a Boston Celtics fan, and they were in an elimination game last night, game six against the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, so I had to watch that, and immediately after that watched SmackDown, but just the, the time kind of caught up to us. It was a little bit late, and like we said, I mean, the work week kicked our ass. It really did, and even today was no different. We just, I mean, we wanted to record this podcast today a lot sooner than we did but we ended up having to work a little bit later, and I know a lot of people out there relate to that. I mean, it's just, you know, a busy time of year, but here we are, ready to knock this episode out. We do want to apologize to Matt, though. I know how it is being out of routine. We take a lot of pride in having our episodes drop at th- around the same time every single week, so we definitely didn't want to. So that right there should tell you just kind of the boat that we were in. But anyways, no more of that. It's over. We're here. We're ready to talk about some SmackDown, specifically the SmackDown that aired on May 13th, 2022. And this was a pretty good episode of SmackDown, I will say. I mean, it wasn't anything like too crazy, but there were some things in there that definitely made me pop and some pretty entertaining moments. But before we get fully into the show, I will say shout out to Reggie from Arkansas, we heard your your voicemail or your email in the mailbag. Definitely appreciate the kind words, but hopefully you will continue listening to the show. But also, really quickly here, DJ Kuzmo for president in 2024. Big time. time I'm starting the movement right here. We're going to get DJ in office. DJ Kuzmo for president in 2024. I'm going to be his campaign manager. But uh, yeah, all the love, all the support that we've seen from DJ over the years, definitely Got to give a little shout out to him. And then obviously the WTFW podcast. I was actually on that show this past week for their sixth episode, I believe it was. 
I sent in my trash list, some unpopular trash opinions. I know you're familiar with a couple of them. You actually don't agree either, but you know, that's just what it is. I, uh, have been on record saying that my taste buds are <laughs> a little bit off, a little bit unorthodox. So a there's, little bit, huh? there's some things that uh, I think are trashed. That a lot of people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Go jump off a cliff or something like that. But <laughs> anyway, just wanted to give those quick shout outs out of the way really quickly before we actually get into this episode. Yeah. And I was going to say, man, that's definitely awesome to hear from y'all. You know, like, like we were saying, you know, the feedback and everything is something that we look forward to or definitely me in a way you know and it's it's just great to see like the the opinions that y'all have and everything so it's if y'all want to keep sending that in to us letting us know some way somehow it's great oh yeah definitely get asked on twitter like i said and obviously the discord i try to keep up with the discord sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming just in terms of the amount of messages that come they come throughout the day whenever we're busy working and all that stuff so i try to keep up especially like there's some insightful people in there that Mm -hmm. have uh have some good information about some of the shows and all that good stuff but let's go ahead and dive in here to this episode of smackdown starts with rk bro they come out and they essentially just like call out the the bloodline you know they call out roman reigns the usos all that stuff they mentioned the tag team unification match that's that's basically their mission tonight that's their number one goal is to make that match official but Sami Zayn is actually the one who comes out, but he's in a Bloodline shirt. I didn't. I noticed that. I thought it was kind of weird at first. What the hell's going on? And then you kind of think back, and you remember last week or whatever the week before, whenever he was spying on Shinsuke Nakamura, and then goes to like snitch to Paul Heyman, and he's basically just been brown nosing with uh, the Bloodline to basically just fit in or something like that. I don't really know exactly what it is. But basically, Sami Zayn just says that the bloodline doesn't get summoned to the ring whenever you say so. And then Matt Riddle ends up calling him Rusty because of the color of his hair. And then Sami basically just warns them about talking about the bloodline. And that's whenever Randy Orton, he kind of comes in and he says, well, you must, if you're coming out here and you're speaking for Roman, if you're speaking for the bloodline, then you must be some sort of a decision maker, right? Like just kind of putting pieces together there. And he basically says, well, if that's the case, then how about right now you make it official. Let's have a one-on-one match right now, you and Riddle. And if Riddle wins, then we get the tag team unification match. And Sami Zayn kind of reluctantly says yes. I mean, he, he agrees to it, but he says not tonight. He needs to discuss it with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. But Adam Pearce comes out, and that's whenever he basically says, look, I don't uh, have anything to do with like the bloodline. I can't make that thing official but i can make this match official or something like that i really didn't pick up exactly what adam pierce said but i knew for sure that the match wasn't going to be for the like i guess to to make the unification official but we do hear a little bit more about that a little bit later in the show yeah i kind of like this little segment right here man uh I don't know, this little version of Sammy is, like, kind of clicking for me, you know, like, all the past stuff, you know, kind of, like, jokish and stuff like this. Even Randy kind of, like, pointed out, like, this seems like he's kind of serious. He's, uh, like he said, being a shot caller, I guess you could say. So I'm kind of with this. So seeing, like, all of it kind of develop, I mean, I don't know, like, what kind of direction they're trying to go or use them, you know, but I don't know. Like, the match and everything was pretty cool cool sorry about that cool cool whatever but um i don't know there was a lot of stuff that i liked like that knee that uh sammy took bro that was pretty there was a lot of stuff in this match there there was a lot in there yeah but yeah this was pretty good for me 
it was like Matt Riddle changed his moveset like on WWE 2K to Randy Orton before the match because he was doing all of Randy Orton's mm-hmm. moves. You know, we've kind of seen him break out the RKO, but he did the like that power slam that Orton does, like oh, that yeah. crossbody power slam. And then the vintage Orton, like DDT through the ropes, whatever. Oh, I don't yeah. know exactly what it's called. Michael Cole calls it vintage Orton every time. So I, I thought Sammy was going to pull that one off one time, but Riddle kind of just like got out of it. So, though, I mean, I thought he was going to do that, though. Yeah, that's just one thing I noticed, though. Matt Riddle was definitely rocking the Randy Orton movies. But Sami Zayn tries to get a cheap count-out win again, similar to what he did last week. But Randy Orton kind of assists Matt Riddle to get up. Riddle gets in the, not like helps him up, kind of just like cheers him on a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's over yeah. there in his corner, and then Riddle runs in, barely makes it in by the count of nine, and then eventually wins with a bro Derek. So after the match is over, we kind of see Roman Reigns in the bloodline. They're sitting there. And Roman Reigns wants to know why they're even on SmackDown, given the fact, you know, they had their match. Not the unification, but, I mean, the six-man tag match that they had at WrestleMania Backlash. Mm-hmm. But he does say that tonight they're going to give them an answer about the unification match. So at that point in the show, did you think that, like, they were, that was basically just going to be like a bait-and-hook type thing? Like, they were going to try to... Like, I, I don't know for sure. If, in, in that moment in the show, I wasn't sure that they were actually going to give us an answer. I thought they were just going to continue, continue to try to drag it on. Because we've heard mm-hmm. that in the past. Like, oh, we're going to have an answer tonight for whatever, you know, X. And then eventually, whether that decision comes or not. Well, I think, I mean, I, I think it's like both parties, you know. They both want to have this happen. I, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the bloodline is the one that brought it up. And yeah. now here's RKO <clears throat> coming to SmackDown to try mm-hmm. to make it happen. That's one thing that I liked is that it was so consistent. And RKO, Randy Orton specifically, was very persistent yeah. trying to get this thing to happen, you know, so they know they really, really want to do it. And whenever we get to their interaction, they have later on in the show, the main event, actually, I like what Randy Orton says about the, the unification specifically. Up next on the show, we did get a fun little backstage segment with Shinsuke Nakamura, he kind of approaches Sami Zayn, who's like limping after his match, going back to his locker room or whatever. And he says that Roman Reigns is the head of the table, but Sami Zayn is the table's ass. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a little funny. You know, anytime Shinsuke Nakamura gets a little roast, you know, kicks you while you're down, you got to laugh at that. But anyways, up next, Ronda Rousey comes out and she claims that she wants to be a fighting champion. Horrible mic skills. This is the number one thing that Matt hates about people, especially like baby faces, you know, who win the championship. They come out and their first appearance in front of a crowd, they they proclaim that they want to be a fighting champion. And mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey even basically doubled, she double downs on it. And she says, I'm going to give an open challenge to anybody right now. Yeah. So we're sitting there thinking, who is it? Who's this going to be? Possibly Bailey. You know, it was kind of rumored that maybe she would make an appearance. That's kind of somebody who I thought, but I was like, damn, are they going to give that to us right now? I don't think that's a smart idea. So I was kind of curious, who's it going to be? And then, sure enough, Raquel Rodriguez comes out. What'd you think about this? Whenever Just from the matchup itself, we'll get into the match, but just whenever she came out, what did you think about just the matchup? Like from these two on paper, Ronda Rousey versus Raquel, I mean, that's... That's a hell of a matchup, in my opinion. Well, I definitely don't, or don't disagree with you on that. That's that's great, right there. You know, I, I definitely seeing Raquel come in and like the size difference. She's a powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Gosh. I mean, I was kind of like, okay, Ronda's in for you know a good match or whatever kind of story that they got going on and stuff like that. So I'm all for this. You know, I mean, definitely see Ronda get beat up because she took it, a beating in this one. Yeah, it's obviously uh, obviously 
showing that they're trying to build Raquel in a, in a great way, you know, like at least get the crowd behind her and everything like that. Yeah. And it seems like it's already kind of working because even, even Pat McAfee's over there kind of like giving her like good props and stuff like that. So I think it's already, you know, the aroma around her is already pretty good. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just, I don't really know, just like, because it's not like they were just making her look extremely strong as mm-hmm. far as like the, the, I guess the, the layout of the match, you know, she wasn't just getting all these momentum swings, getting a lot of offense in on Ronda Rousey. It was just the, the legitimacy of the shots, you know, like when you watch the shots she was landing on Ronda, Ronda Rousey, you knew mm-hmm. like, holy crap, that probably really hurt. Ronda Rousey was taking some pretty, I mean, I, I don't really want to call it like in a, a bad botch, but she got Raquel Gonzalez or sorry, Raquel Rodriguez up on her shoulders trying to do the Piper's pit. Mm-hmm. And then, Raquel basically reverses it and she gets Rhonda in that position and she's trying to do the same thing. And then whenever Rhonda lands, Raquel comes down immediately hard on her hip, like on her lower rib cage area. Yeah. Did you see I, that? I seen her holding her rib. Dude, sure. that hurt. I, I know for a fact oh, yeah. that she knocked her breath out. Like, like every time, like she was getting like, I don't even know what kind of like slam it was whenever she was just that power bomb. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, she, you could definitely tell that she was holding it the whole time. Yeah, for sure. And that's one thing that I kind of took away from this is just like, Ronda Rousey, it might not have been like booked the, like this way, the where she was supposed to get the hell beat out of her, but just from bell to bell, the shots that Raquel was landing, she will, she really was beating the hell out of Ronda Rousey. So yeah. give Raquel that. I mean, it took a roll up for her to lose this match. That makes her look strong. Doesn't make her look weak at all. And this is kind of what she needed. And I think that she she is going to use this as a springboard. Like this was a hell of a first match. Like I was just sitting there oh, thinking, yeah. I was like, well, Ronda Rousey doesn't fight on SmackDown very often anyway. You know. Mm-hmm. And Raquel, this wasn't like, who was it? Kat Cordova or Cordoza, whoever it was, yeah, yeah, last week. Pretty different opponent, you could say, right? Yeah, I was about to say, definitely a different caliber of uh, superstars, I guess you could say. So, I mean, from that to this is definitely a big step, you know. So, like you said, right at the beginning of this, whenever I saw her and everything, like the music was great. I thought, like, the her approach was uh, awesome, I guess you could say. The smiling is what's kind of... You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of too much, you know. Like, yeah. of course, you want to kind of be like that aggressive kind of person, too, you know. But I don't know. I'm all for this. Yeah, Raquel could definitely tone it down a little bit with the smiling. But I do want to move on just a little bit. And I got to get your opinion on this because I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you about it yet. Madcap Moss, he comes out and he talks with Kayla Braxton. And she asks him what his future plans are, given that he's finally, you know, he got past Happy Corbin, he already won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So things are looking good for Madcap in 2022, right? That's what you expect. I mean, he's starting to, you know, without a doubt, be on an ascending trajectory. That arrow's pointing up for him. And, you know, as he's speaking, as he's telling her what his plans are, he's attacked from behind by Baron Corbin, who has a steel chair, hits him several times in the back with a steel chair, and then he does what... When I was a kid and I seen somebody do this, I wasn't sleeping well that night. I was thinking about it all day whenever I was at school. He put his head inside of the chair. You know, you've seen it happen several times. Mm -hmm. Gets it lodged in there. And then he uses the Andre the Giant trophy and just smashes the chair. You know, absolutely crushes his esophagus or whatever is right there. I mean, every, every single, if this was legit, you know, his neck would just be so screwed up. And I mean... I think Madcap's going to be on the shelf for at least a few weeks. I mean, if a concerto can knock somebody out for a while, this seems like 
something that should definitely put them on the shelf for like at least hell in a cell, you know. Oh, this right here was definitely like the killer of my night, you know. Like I definitely didn't want to see any of this happen. It's kind of like watching a scary movie. Yeah, and you're like seeing the killer and he's about to come up on the person and kill him and you're just over there saying run, run, run type stuff. Yeah. It, it was just something, you know, you don't want to see, like, something, I don't know, this this was pretty bad, too, like you were saying, like, Madcap, or not Madcap, Corbin, he, you know, he had to pick up that trophy and put it on his shoulder, you know, imagine just, like, dropping all that dead weight onto that, and that chair just collapsing, you know, that's Not just, a lot of margin for error in this one. I know, yeah, this one was pretty crazy, man, so, I mean, yeah, definitely not for it, like you said, probably going to be maybe about a good month. Maybe two. I don't know. It really depends, honestly. Yeah. This, but is the- he had plans, man. He, he he was over there stating what he wanted to do, and I was like, okay, well, you know, this he's being kind of direct with the and he's getting the, pushed. Yeah, and then like the crowd was behind it for a good second, and then like all of a sudden, like like it kind of just died down, and I was like, what the heck? But I don't know, man. I was I just wasn't for me. Yeah, no, you've been on the madcap train for a while now, so I knew whenever I saw this happen, I was like, oh. I don't think John's going to, you know, have some mm-hmm. pleasant things to say about that one. But we can go ahead and move on here to the tag team women's championship match. Sasha Banks versus or Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Shayna Baszler and Natalia. I mean, we've seen different variations of these women going at it for a while now. Uh, this match, I will say, though, they had the rare commercial break like during in-ring action it wasn't like whenever somebody got thrown out and they said will so-and-so get their way back in this match or whatever they were literally going at it in the corner of the ring and they went to commercial not picture in picture or anything like that just a flat-out commercial and i was like i mean i fast forward commercial so i'm good but i was like (laughs) i I was impressed you know i like whenever they don't just do everything so like cookie cutter you know like switch Mm -hmm. it up a little bit i don't like knowing exactly when i i mean sometimes it's nice you know when i'm in the flow i'm trying to you know get through smackdown quickly it's nice to know, all right, cool, they're about to go to a commercial break. So I can get that little couple second head start whenever somebody gets thrown to the outside of the ring. They zoom in on their face or whatever. Mm-hmm. You just pick up on those types of things. But anyways, Naomi does pin Natalia with like a unique type of roll-up. I mean, this match really wasn't anything special. It wasn't very long either. Just, you know, your typical women's tag team championship match and the champions end up retaining. You got anything on this one? Well, I mean, this one was I, I thought it was pretty interesting. I, I don't know, like the like one thing I took from it was that boot from Shayna to Naomi in the corner, dude. That was pretty nasty. But another thing, uh, like whenever Naomi she's coming out, she gives like merchandise to like the people, you know, like th- throwing the shirt and everything like that. I think that's pretty cool, you know, just because like the event that's coming up, you know, kind of just like trying to put yourself in those shoes, you know, so. I don't know, man. I'm just, the excitement's kind of just starting to build. You know, we got about a good month and a half maybe coming up. So, yeah, I mean, just seeing that type of stuff, you know, seeing that, you know, somebody actually that does that type of stuff is kind of something that you would want to happen to you and, you know, like cherish that moment type yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know? I mean, you got to get lucky in those situations, really. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why I don't like Because, number one, you talked about the event. Just mm-hmm. to provide context to the people that are listening Saturday night main event. It's a live event, basically. It's a house show where WWE, every Saturday or whatever, they go city to city, and they have a specific live event that's not like you're just, you know, your regular live event. Because if you've been to a live event in the past, sometimes they're just pretty vanilla. You know, they say, all right, the show starts at 2.30 p.m., and it ends whenever, you know, and ticket prices are pretty 
you know, just ordinary. They're like $100 for the first five rows, and they go all the way down to 20 Well, this time they had, like, some pretty decent VIP front row packages. There's some other packages where, like, they have seats when you're coming down the ramp. I actually just got for me and my girlfriend two front row seats for the, like, the the premium floor, whatever, you know. And, you know, you, you were there with me. It was a little mm-hmm. bit of a process getting these tickets. I had to jump through a couple hoops, you know, had to deal with some rude customer service pe- or customer service people and all that good stuff. But, you know, it is what it is. And I, I planned on having to annoy the the ticket people or whatever. I thought I was going to have to call several times. I thought that it was going to be one of those situations where I was just going to, you know, be like if there was 15 front row seats, I would be the, the 16th person to call. Dang. You know, I just <laughs> thought it was going to be something like that. And the fact that yeah. I just had those two in my shopping cart, like I could get them right there, like, bam, these two ringside seats, I, I couldn't pass it up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had to do that. I'm looking forward for all, like, the, the cherries on top, you know, all that extra stuff oh, that's yeah. going along with it. That's going to be pretty dope as well, getting a chance to get some meet-and-greet opportunities, the souvenir chair, you know, all that good stuff. It's going to be pretty fun. And obviously all the chances to take a picture with, you know, the people as they're walking by, you know, mm-hmm. leaving, that's that's where the money's being made. And when I heard Liv Morgan's going to be there, I mean, no. like I said, I'm taking my girlfriend, but she may have to, you know, go to the restroom <laughs> around this time or something like that because, you know, Liv Morgan, I'm definitely going to take advantage of this opportunity to get a picture with her, you know, and I just think it's kind of funny. My girlfriend knows I'm a huge Liv Morgan fan, and yeah. we kind of joked around about it because that commercial came on, and it was advertised that it's going to be a triple threat, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan, and you know the ch- the title's not going to change hands. It's a it's a house show, but it's going to be a good match nonetheless, and mm-hmm. you're still going to get those opportunities to to see those superstars. So I told her right there, like I'm going to try to get a picture with Liv, and it was just pretty funny. I, I could tell there was just a slight bit of salt, yeah. that uh, <laughs> you know, maybe a little bit of jealousy there. But I can, you know, I can't blame her. You know, Liv Morgan definitely is somebody who you, is worth being jealous over. But anyways, up next we get Gulak. And Gunther, they have a little bit of a backstage interaction. Well, it starts with Gulak talking to Ricochet, and he basically just, I don't know, I don't, I don't really remember exactly what was said here, but it was basically in reference to those chops. And he said he's not going to let him chop him down anymore, referring to Gunther. He said, you know, Gulak is saying that he's not going to let Gunther chop him down. And sure enough, oh, what's his name? Uh, Ludwig Kaiser. I keep freaking trying to remember his name. Eventually it's going to stick, but he's actually bigger than I thought. You know, I've only, oh, se- yeah. I've only seen him next to, either. I've only seen him next to Gunther. So, I mean, when you look at those two, it looks pretty small, but with Gulak standing there, I'm like, all right, well, this dude's, you know, pretty big dude. You mm-hmm. know, he's not the smallest guy in the world for sure, but yeah, he basically just tells him to repeat it. You know, what were you going to say to the ring general right there? You know, what were you saying? And then, you know, Gunther just rips his shirt off. Thought it was funny because I'm not gonna lie. One time I actually had to do this to someone in flag football, rip their shirt off like that. Well, I mean yeah. it was just a little bit, you know, things get kind of heated and you know a flag football situation. It was oh, literally like I remember it, this one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if this was because this was actually seven on seven when I was in high school. Oh, okay, different. Yeah, yeah. This was seven on seven when I was in high school. Basically, this dude just he kind of ripped my shirt and it was basically like a like a toga, you know, or whatever, like just mm-hmm. like one way going down. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, whatever. I'm, I'm still down to play like this. And then he wouldn't stop, man. He would not stop grabbing my freaking shirt. So I just literally had enough. I grabbed his, and I literally just yanked down. Dude literally ripped his shirt off. I didn't even mean to. I was just expecting, you know, kind of do what he did to mine, you know, maybe stretch it. I didn't expect, because you know, it kind of snapped out there by the shoulder areas, yeah. you know. Just came right off. It was just a little funny. I mean, obviously, 16, 17-year-old kids was up. 
the heat of the moment, you know, mm-hmm. and you're doing a lot of grabbing stuff like that. I mean, hell of a time, but that's just kind of what it reminded me of because you never really know. And then Gulak just sits there and Gunther just gives him one of those chops and oh my gosh, dude, like it literally splits skin whenever he chops like that. Like that's literally crazy when he does that. I I, I hope that Gunther shows up to the live event because I want to hear one of those in person. Mm. Well, the thing that I took from it was whenever he hit him, he like slid down the door and like you can hear like him trying to like breathe. Dude, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, that definitely was something massive right there. Especially, yeah, like the the sound of it and everything. Yeah, you know, I guess probably just like being in like the closed corner, kind of like amplified it or something. But that was nasty. It's definitely a gift. He like people can talk about it all day. Like Eddie Guerrero has the best frog splash. Kurt Angle has some of the best suplexes. I think it's safe to say that Walter may have the chops in the bag. Gunther, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. I love... I'm just going to move on. All right, let's just go ahead and get to the next <laughs> one. Let's see here. Oh, man. What is... Oh, yeah, Kofi versus Butch. I didn't see Butch's... The move... Or I, I saw the move. I didn't see what it was called or get what it was called, but that was a beautiful finishing Dude. move to win this match. I don't, yeah, nobody. Pat couldn't figure out a name. Yeah, Michael, Michael Cole was Cole even stumped. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we can kind of play with this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't really know exactly. You know, I, I'm sure we'll find out eventually. You know, every move has got to get named. I mean, for Christ's sake, we have a move called the Chingona Bomb. You know, oh, yeah. so you know that uh, Butch is going to eventually get something here. But I will say, though, just watching Butch wrestle, I know you never saw him as Pete Dunne, but he looks so different in this new, like, gear, this like, what he wears out to the ring. Because people do this all the time, right? They talk about people changing their character. Sometimes it's for the better. Sometimes it's for the worse. Look at Ezekiel right now. You know, that's a full makeover. That's a full faceless. Sometimes you see, like, things like that happen. And this is one where I feel like it's very drastic, as far as just his whole demeanor, like the way he, like his body language is. I mean, he was always kind of like that bruiser weight, but now it's just like he's an uncontrolled, untamed animal. I mean, even after the match, mm-hmm. he does like the reverse shield. You know, the shield used to come out through the or through the crowd. He leaves through the crowd, you know? So it's kind of just a little bit of a, I guess, night and day difference, maybe, you know, from what he used to be. I know there are still some similarities, but just like from the, you know, what he wears, he's slimmed down a little bit. If you were to look at the two, just Pete Dunne and Butch, they're not, I don't know, that. I don't really know how to say it, but, I mean, there's definitely some differences there for sure. Got you, got you. Yeah, I didn't really know him as Pete Dunne or anything like that, so I can't it's really just say a good. That. It's just a good textbook character change. It's, oh, yeah. You know, after a long-winded response is basically what I'm trying to say is just, like, people need to study that, you know, because yeah. it's more than just, you know, cutting off one half of your name and getting the new theme song, you know, like, Butch literally changed his whole thing. It's like a whole new wrestler. So basically just, like, JBL is another one. When he went from Bradshaw to JBL, I've referenced that on the show before, too. If you want to look at how a, a character change is done right, there's just a couple of examples right there. Well, I think the, you know, just seeing Butch as the, you know, new person to me and everything like that, it's kind of, it's kind of confusing. I'm like, what, what, what he's trying to do with him, or I guess not himself, but his, like, his character, you know, yeah. like, okay, I get it, you know, you're kind of mad and everything like that, you know, keep, you, you were losing for a good amount of time. And then, like, now still, you know, like, even Seamus and Ridge Holland are still kind of confused because, like you said, you know, like, how he had left and everything like that. Like, may, uh, maybe that's something that he's 
trying to like interpret into his routine and everything. So maybe I guess we can keep rolling with that, you yeah. know. But it's it's I guess coming together, you know. So it's not like it's a weird thing anymore. But I mean, it's still like a like what are you trying to accomplish from all this? Like yeah. you know, like what 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 are you trying to do? What's your motive? Pretty yeah, much? yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, it's just like something that's kind of up in the air for me. Like, like trying to get behind them and everything like that. It's kind of hard, you know, just because. I'm ready to see them work with someone else. You know, they pretty oh, yeah. much, they've been working with the New Day literally since Big E broke his neck. You know, I, was like, say, the, I mean, the way that they're like the working together now is like it's it's starting to seem like so much more natural and yeah. so much more. They're better, really you know? building that chemistry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, the the matches are starting to become better. Like I don't know, like even like the like Sheamus, you know, Ridge Holland, Xavier Woods, all on the outside. You know, having their own little personal characters you know added to it you know with like the trombone and everything like that i thought that was pretty cool especially like when he picked him up and he started playing it again i was like this dude does all kinds of stuff you know he's he's or xavier woods he's a he's a character that i can't really grasp you know because he's into like a lot of other like a lot of other stuff that i'm not familiar with like you know yeah like on step out of yeah like on step brothers i feel like with xavier woods it's like he's a bit of a spark plug like you can use him for multiple different things. You know, <laughs> he can he can fill multiple. He could be your comedy. Yeah. He can give you a a good twenty five minute technical wrestling match. He can be a manager. He can you know mm-hmm. pump somebody up. I mean, he can do a lot of different things. He also has a YouTube channel, all that good stuff. So Xavier Woods is definitely a valuable asset to the company. But let's go ahead and move on. Let's go ahead and talk about the main event here. RK Bro and the Bloodline come face to face. I had to take a deep breath there because. This is a little bit of a a whirl like a a whirly. Is that right? Is that a word? A, I don't know. I don't know if it is or not, honestly. I know of a swirly. Well see, I know I definitely know <laughs> of a swirly, but I think people say like, ooh, that's a that's a whirly. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Like I said, guys, we've had a long week, so bear with us here. But I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna roll with it, honestly, because you know what I'm talking about. This was a damn good segment. This was a lot to digest. This was a lot to take in because Roman Reigns said a lot of big stuff, and then Randy Orton, he killed it in this segment, dude. He really did. We'll go and start from the top. Roman Reigns comes out with the Usos, and he talks about their usual post-pay-per-view routine, where basically they would come out, and they would tell you the very next Friday what was next for them, or better yet, who was next for them, and what their plan was. He references, you know, uh, Braun Strowman, maybe. I don't even know if he really mentioned him, but basically all the people that he beat. I know for sure he mentions John Cena because that mm-hmm. is a very important note item here because Randy Orton actually you know addresses that. But Roman talks about the challenge that was laid out by RK Bro, and then he asks the Usos what they're going to do about it. And then RK Bro come out, and like I said, this is where things really get pretty damn good because Orton immediately calls out Roman Reigns for mentioning John Cena and saying that John Cena is ten times the superstar that Roman Reigns will ever be. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did catch that, man. It was, like you said, Randy, he was doing his thing on the mic, and whenever he kind of, like, slowed down his talk to kind of make it seem like oh, he yeah. was, bro, that was I even got offended right there. I was like, come on, man. I couldn't believe they just sat there and took that. I, man. Know, I really bro. couldn't. I was like, I was waiting for something to happen. Like, if that was me, bro, I mean, you probably would have got, like, the belt across the top of the head oh, or something. Or, I, I don't know, just some type of reaction, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I did catch that. That's what I wrote right here. I said, then he takes a shot at the Usos' intelligence by re-challenging them 
but he asked it very slowly, you know, and he, he broke it down really slow. And then he said that, that they're going to take their championships and have the Usos championships and they will have both and they're going to put them together and have one and they're going to call them the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. correct? Okay. For sure, the w, the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. So that's for yeah. sure. Like Undisputed is going to be in there and... I like that just because number one, we have a, we have a direction that we're going. Mm-hmm. We know what it's going to be, what it's going to be called. Probably going to get a new look. I mean, I'm all for this, dude. I think it's going to make the tag team division stronger because they're not going to, I mean, they're going to combine them into one, you know, automatically that's going to make the tag team division more interesting because hopefully they could just focus on one program at a time, even though we really don't need just one program centered around the championship. But at least, you know, that we don't have to force out, two championship programs you know and that likely leads to one being pretty underwhelming you know and there's enough tag teams in the in the wwe right now that i feel like this could really work out if they uh if they do it right oh yeah man this is something you know looking forward to so like for it to like actually being like into fruit fruition sorry about that no, you're good. but yeah I, I like the direction that it's going and everything like that but I don't know, man. It's, it's, it just seems like they're just trying to like stall it in a way, you know. Like, yeah, but we do get it next week. Though yeah, I saw yeah, that. That's I'm awesome, like, dude. Gosh, you know, like it, this should have been like so long, and like for it to actually like be here now, it's like okay. I mean, I guess kind of see like what they're doing and everything like that. So it's kind of it's got me on board for sure. So I mean, I don't know, man. Just ready for this to happen. What are you thinking about Orton right now? Well, I mean, he's a freaking beast man organically earning himself a future championship opportunity because he's just getting over with the fans so much i I don't know i mean the way like this all like ended you know like i know you haven't even got to no it's right here i could just say the usos do accept their challenge and then riddle does the unthinkable by hitting roman reigns in the face with a flying knee yeah i was gonna say that kind of threw my head into another loop right there because at a point in time riddle was supposed to have a a push? Uh, yeah. You because know, he was supposed to win the Royal Wasn't he supposed Royal to win? Yeah. yeah. And so exactly. That's like whenever uh, Brock, you know, came in, kind of stole all that from him. So I kind of saw, like, at, that's who's going to be Roman's next opponent. That'd be a wild card right there because yeah. the, the, the crowd, you know, the people do expect it to be Randy Orton. But I'm sure if you asked Randy Orton, hey, would you rather have a chance with Roman Reigns right now or would you rather Riddle get this opportunity? I bet $100 that he would say Matt Riddle. Give mm-hmm. it to Riddle. Randy Orton's the one who, you know, initiated the whole, I want this dude to win the Royal Rumble, you know, before yeah. their plans ultimately changed, like you just referenced. And, man, I, I just think that, I think that's a, it's a bit of a wild card, but I like it because it's possible. Mm-hmm. Like, because like you just mentioned, there is a little bit of, there's some meat there. You know, there's something there where the seeds were planted, where they do have, you know, something in mind, hey, let's push this dude. But it's almost like one of those things where, the universe kind of, no pun intended, like the WWE universe kind of unfolds as it's supposed to be. And mm-hmm. Orton is the one who's kind of naturally just getting this, this, this heat or like not, not a, not a bad way of heat, but oh, like yeah. heat as in he's hot, you yeah, know, he's getting yeah. like white hot right now where no matter what he does, no matter what he says, he's on fire. I mean, he takes a shot at Roman Reigns height. Like who the hell takes a shot at Roman Reigns height? Basically, I'm, I'm way taller than you, by the way. <laughs> they just throws that out there casually, you know? So I'm just like, man. Yeah, Randy Orton is feeling himself right now. He's on record saying he's having some of the most fun that he's had in his entire career, and you could thank Matt Riddle for that. And I'm just, I wish that they would have been on SmackDown for this whole run because I feel like I, mm-hmm. I mean, given you know the fact that I, I stopped watching Raw for a few months there, I feel like I missed a damn good chunk of this RK Bro stuff. Oh yeah, man. I'm 
I'm not mad about like the you know how everything's starting to come together as like the the brand sweat. I know we're kind of heavy on it and stuff like that, but I mean this is what we got. You know, this I've is warmed what we, up to it. Yeah, same, same. So I don't know, like seeing him like a lot more than what I would. You know, just I guess you could say like some raw shows. You know how I have to catch them kind of late and everything. Yeah. So like to see him more, you know, it's kind of. I don't know. It's just kind of bringing like a new light onto it and everything like that. So it's definitely better, you know, because you know every everybody's involved in what's going on. You know, like we have one thing happening in on both shows. You know, yep. well, one thing to look forward to. So I don't know. I'm, I'm cool with it. So what is your favorite part of SmackDown right now? Just not, not like from tonight or anything like that. Just as a show with where the roster is going and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And just really quickly, before you answer that, I will say just to put a pin and to put a, a bow on the brand split stuff, I guess, I would rather see them get rid of the blend, the brand split and just go to this whole you know unified championship route mm-hmm. than to see them disrespect the brand split by supposedly having it there, but you're breaking the rules every week and basically not actually you know staying true to it. So just wanted to kind of get that get out there. But back to the question. What is your favorite thing going on SmackDown right now? Just because, I mean, people, have, you know, they've taken shots at it, you know, in the past saying it's just one of those shows that isn't living up to the hype. You know, Raw's pretty damn good. I will admit that. But as far as SmackDown goes, I feel like with possible, the possible return of Bailey in the, you know, in the wings there, obviously the Roman Reigns stuff, there are things going on. So what, what gets you excited to come back next week? This is tough, man, because. I don't know, like, like I've said this to you before, like, Raw seems like the more of the, you know, brutal, you know, fighting type stuff, and then whenever you come to, or whenever you watch SmackDown, it seems more of the, what would you say, like, the entertainment, how, how you had said it, enter the E in uh, WWE, so I think, I don't know, like, to pick something, like, I, right now, I like where, like, this bloodline thing is going with Sami Zayn involved. For some reason, I think this is going to turn into a head twister, you know, something that we're not going to expect. And I think it's going to kind of lead into like more of like this faction thing. So that that's where my head is right now, just because everything's starting to build, like everybody's starting to add somebody else or. Yeah, because we've heard things like Naomi. So are you saying that possibly Sami Zayn? I, I, I'm not saying Sami Zayn because they're using him in a in like a. He's like a little weasel, you know. Yeah, like like I don't even know what you like. He like the little street runner, you know, like stuff type. Yeah, like know? I've referenced it before, like Recess. You know, the yeah. show Recess back in the day that was on like Disney Channel or something mm-hmm. like that. That little that little snitch that would always go and just like take oh, notes yeah, on his little yeah. thing and then go give I it to the teacher. That last week, That's yeah. Sami Zayn right there. See, so I mean, like, but I'm not saying like him joining the faction. I mean, of course, we have like, you know, a couple. I don't even know what you say like teasers that Naomi's going to be in there and stuff but I don't know just like what they got going with this little this little storyline is what got me interested from week to week oh yeah for sure see me I will say Walter or Gunther I'm sorry in my head I I, I see Walter you know so it's tough for me you know like what I was saying earlier I loved Walter you know that's why it's hard for me to just just accept this new name and all that stuff. But anyways, that is what gets me, you know, excited for SmackDown. Just seeing what they're going to do with him if he inevitably or eventually gets this push. But Gunther is pretty much what is going on solely on SmackDown that I could really sink my teeth into. See, I kind of, like, 
on the other side of that, like just because like who he's going against, like they're not getting, they're, they're basically just letting this dude just beat up on anybody, you know, like, of course I kind of see like, Oh, we got to make this dude a freaking beast of a person, you know, I guess, you know, cause that's how I'm taking it. But if you give somebody more or put somebody more credible in that position, I guarantee they're not going to be just taking those chops. And that's the thing. We're going to get it. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, it, it I see it, I see it, but I mean, this that's like one of the things that are like lowest on my list right now. Yeah, I, I totally feel that, but the, I guess that's one thing that gets me intrigued to come back every week is seeing when that happens. You know, it could mm-hmm. be this Friday on SmackDown. We could see him matched up with somebody pretty big or something like that, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll kind of, we'll cross that bridge and we'll get there, but I was just curious, and I wanted to know what what's most got you excited because, I mean, the tag team unification match happening next week, that's one of the best things that's going to happen mm-hmm. in wrestling that entire week on any show. You know, that's yeah. a big match right there. Yeah, of course we know that's coming up. And, and then Bailey waiting in the behind, wings. Just you know, yeah. behind, you know, just behind. You know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and then, you know, Bailey waiting in the wings, so there's definitely some some good things kind of coming here on mm-hmm. SmackDown. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I remember seeing her. Like, it, it was very short before, I guess, she had got injured and everything like that. So, I mean... She's going to be somebody that's kind of you're still new to me and everything, you know. You have really, to get reintroduced, and I'm sure yeah. she has, she wants to, you know, come back as a new version of herself as well. She's probably been sharpening her craft, you know, at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there is. I mean, the thing that kind of the, like threw me off too was like the the Alexa Bliss return. Yeah, you know, they kind of threw me off just with the little Lily doll. She had the Lily doll, but she yeah. wasn't in that goth gimmick. You know, mm-hmm. that was weird. You yeah, know? so like, so. so for them to start like re reintroducing people and stuff like that, it's just I don't know. Ho- ho- hopefully, they do something good with Bailey. I guess you could say. You know? Yeah. Oh, they will. I, I for sure expect them to have some pretty big plans for Bailey. In fact, that that's who's rumored to likely be Ronda Rousey's first dancing partner, at least, you know, meaningful one. She might have a, a few stepping stone bridge opponents to get her to Bailey, but in, in terms of her meaningful opponents, I think Bailey's probably first on the docket. But that does do it for us here on the SmackDown Review. We have finally reached the finish line. Uh, I do want to give a shout-out to everybody who had the positive words for us one more time. Reggie from Arkansas, DJ Kuzmo, as usual, Dennis McGinley reaching out on Twitter, or Twitter, sorry. I know that you've been patiently waiting for this episode to drop, so definitely uh, it's here. So hopefully, you know, Matt will get it out and all that good stuff. But, yeah, I do want to apologize one more time for it being delayed. Hopefully our weeks start to get a little bit easier, but, you know, you never really know. But just know that it is very important to us to get these bad boys out on time. But, John, the floor is yours, bud. Any shout-outs, any plugs, anything like that before we officially sign off? Well, man, I do want to say, man, I'm glad that the week is over. You know, I know I, I know we got like what half a day and a half to you know kind of recoup and everything like that and just get back to it. But I'm definitely gonna go home, enjoy this time, man. Definitely trying to get me a nap in, stay up a little bit later, maybe enjoy some games or something. Yep. You know, enjoy a little I'm about to pass the hell out. I know. Yeah, I I'm definitely tired, dude, but I mean, I don't know. I'm just glad that the week is over with and you know, enjoy a day off, you know, hopefully, you know, see what the heck goes on at home and stuff. But yeah, yeah I do want to uh, definitely give you a shout out, man, football function and everything like that. We're, or I wouldn't say weird, but I mean, kind of feel like still, you know, funky town over here. Yeah, we're it. in funky town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely want to give you a shout out, man. Y'all are doing y'all's freaking thing and hearing y'all three every week and everything like that. It's definitely like a, a positive note waiting to see like, 
oh man, what's going on with the off season, off season and everything like that. And of course, you know, football is approaching, you know, it's getting to that week one preseason, you know? So yeah, I'm definitely ready for that, especially with like everything that we got going as a team Raiders that is, but yeah, definitely want to give you a shout out, man. Football function. If y'all like y'all sports and everything like that, go check this football function out on every streaming platform that there is. And definitely want to give a shout out to all the followers, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Like uh, Mike said, it's apologies. You know, this isn't something that we're trying to do. You know, not something that we're trying to fall in tune with or anything like that. We're trying to pump this out as soon as SmackDown is over. So. Yeah, just bear with us this one week, and we'll get back to our regular routine. But definitely want to give y'all a shout-out. And if y'all got any more criticism, anything like that, hit us up, man. This is great to hear from y'all and everything like that. But, yeah, definitely want to close it out like that. Oh, yeah, good words. Always appreciate the plug on the football function as well. Definitely go check that out. If you're a football fan, I was talking to Detroit Kyle, who is in the Discord chat as well. And he's going to come on. He's going to give a perspective from the Lions fan, so... Just something to kind of look forward to if you are a football fan. But obviously, thank you guys so much for listening. John, you got something else? Yeah, I do want to give just a huge shoot out, or shoot out. shout out to DJ Kuzma, man. Freaking awesome on that voicemail and everything like that. That was a good pump up right there. Yeah, you don't want to get in a shootout with DJ Kuzma. Oh, no, heck no. Sorry. Definitely not. But anyways, yeah, one more time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully, you guys will come back next week. Got another episode coming out, obviously. Um the unification match like that's huge we're i cannot wait to hop on and talk to you guys about all that stuff but until then have a damn good rest of your weekend walk passionately in the direction of your dreams and i will talk to you soon go celtics thanks for listening to the wwe podcast don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.